Okay, we're back. Um, this is a totally different episode. We're going to talk a little bit about... Me and Andy are going to talk a little bit about the bear. Mario's going to be feel, here. Feel to chime in about like, the first season or something like that. We're going to try not to ruin it for Mario, and then we're going to kind of no, argue just, about Barry. Just, I don't think you can ruin really it. ruin just the bear. It. it is. We're recording this. It's Indigenous People's Day. It is 9-16. Do you want to put the over-under at 12 when we finish talking about Barry? 10-9, by the way. What? 9-16. It's 9-16 in the, in the evening. Oh, yeah. So we'll do three hours on Barry? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I feel like Barry's um, gonna go for So it. we were talking we finished our last episode talking about Ida Berry, and my whole thing with the the bear is one of the reasons I love I didn't love the first half of the season. I thought it was good. I thought it was the best directed show. I one of the best directed shows I've ever seen in my life. But I also didn't know why I was watching it anymore. Because it kept doing these like wonders that were beautiful. They, they, and they were awesome. They were vignette-y, I right. guess. But but vignette. But it but it like Gets you, it, it digs in, gets it, you in the mood. It gets you into the characters and for I, the second I, season for the second half of the season, right? Yeah, it, it definitely does because you you really dig deep into these characters. So every almost every character gets their own episode. They do. Me. All and, the major ones get their own episode. And I, how about Jennifer Jason Lee? She's not in that show. Okay. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis shows Jamie up Chris, though. Sorry, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, and she's doing yeah. something that. Yeah, <laughs> just it's. I, I was, she, she, she's my least favorite part of the season, probably. but I also thought she was really good. It's. Kind of, I think it was overacting. We'll talk, you're gonna watch I, it, and then we're gonna talk about. Oh, it yeah, I've already talked to him about that episode. But the end. Bit, but, yeah. So my point about the Iota Berry thing, and when I say she needs a different move, is that like they leave her in a place where she needs to be like she, she needs to be in a different place. Or her character is, I think, in the most in the best. I mean, she's like spot. one of the best actresses. She's Probably very good, but she also round, right? she's very, yeah. It's phenomenal how she can pull her dramatic and that, and then her comedy like. But it's it, it's rooted so it's rooted in the same it's rooted in the same kind of anxiety in the bear. Fair, and yeah. she's and I mean kind the of, bear is all anxiety. That's what that show of, is. It's kind of like that in in bottoms. It's she's kind it's, of doing a little bit of that in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So what's Jeremy Allen White doing then? Well, Jeremy Allen White, but he's it's his character arc is very obvious. Yeah, because and not that he's he's amazing, he's fantastic, but it's very obvious. Well, he's gonna win. He's going supporting actor this year. No lead for he, what? Uh, he's going supporting actor for. Um, he would hundred percent will not. Yeah, will not. He's, will not. He will be nominated. He, he will. Might, he. I will not going to say that he's not going to be nominated. He's definitely not going to win. He's going to lose to Gosling. But. No, he's going to lose to either Robert De Niro or Robert Downey Jr. or Ryan Gosling. Well, he's going to be leading Iron. Is he lead? No. He's supporting. Oh, he's he's supporting. supporting. Or Mark right. Ruffalo so. for poor things. I'll take It's on the pod. $5. Oh. Okay. But no, she's think, in a I, really I think, weird place. Wins, because she, honestly. he's definitely not going to win. Um, she is, it's the Oscars, right, though. dude. It's, it's, it's they're gonna uh, either give it's it, gonna win it's, your award. That, that doesn't count. He hasn't even seen it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck. It's. it's I hate be, putting movies like saying that someone's gonna win the first. So wait, who it plays might. the Texas Tornado in that movie? Is it him? Yeah. He does play Carrie Von Erickson. Yeah, he plays Ooh. Carrie. That's good. That's it's. it's I'm I love think, the Texas Tornado. I think, I think it's his Oscar to lose. Oh, it's definitely not. He's who the fuck is gonna? I just so, I literally just said Robert Downey Jr., Robert De Niro, and Ryan Gosling. So Downey Jr. is not gonna win. Uh, Oppenheimer might win everything. No, Oppenheimer might win everything. I will not fuck off. <laughs> there's no way. Oppenheimer okay, I'm glad. Okay, there's no now fucking we get to go way Oppenheimer Mario. wins an Oscar. 
Oh, it's going to win all the Oscars. I think it's going to win a no. lot. Now that, Dune, now that Dune is not running, it's winning every single below the line Oscar. Why, it's, are, you, why are you still holding the mic? <laughs> I don't have a stand. Okay. I give my stand to Andy. No, Jeremy Allen White. Thank you. I, I guarantee you, <laughs> Jeremy Allen White's going to probably win supporting. He will not win supporting. He will. He probably won't even it, be nominated. It's going to be a he loaded, absolutely loaded. It's going to be, it's, so that's the thing. It's going to be, if, can Robert De Niro, who knows, with I don't, Moon, Niro who knows? Like, I don't think he's going to I don't think he's going to, I think Robert Downey Jr. is going to win because it's, everything's narrative now. And that was proved with For Jamie Lee Curtis. No way. But Oppenheimer is going to make a billion dollars worldwide Fuck because off. it's not going on streaming until like late November, which means it has another month to make like 500. So Margot like, Robbie wins supporting actress, but Margot Robbie is not even going to get nominated for actress anymore. You don't think so? No, because Lily Gladstone's uh, running uh, in best actress. Yeah, 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 so she yeah, got knocked yeah, yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. She might yeah. still creep in, but I think they're going to, I think Barbie is guarantee you. Barbie no, is going to Bar- 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 clean up at the Globes. See, but <laughs> Barbie is going to get punished for being a Barbie movie. I don't think so? Greta Gerwig's going to win, is going to get nominated for best director. She, she will. They, they're they're not going to do it to her again. Yeah, I know no they're going to get way. no because they know they're going to give her like costume design and production design. But she's not winning that award. No, but they're going to give it to Barbie. It's, it's definitely winning they production design. Ca- that's so, the thing. They yeah. don't care about Greta Gerwig. They're gonna they're gonna give Barbie two awards and they're gonna kick her out. It wouldn't. I mean, again, I didn't love Past Lives. It would not surprise me if Celine's song got no. Greta Gerwig's. That's Oscar. A fair point. It would not surprise you, me. Really don't think Jeremy Allen White gets a nominee. We haven't seen the movie yet. Let's wait till the movie comes out before we argue about it. I, so the thing, the things that are pro Jeremy Allen White getting an Oscar nomination is that I, I, I have to do more reading on this. By the time Oscar voting closes, I think the glow, the um, the Emmys will have happened. Be done, yeah. Because and he because may win the Emmy. Yeah, I think he's going to win the Emmy for Best Actor in a Comedy. So. Which, that's what he's nominated. It's a, a, a half-hour show. That's how the so Emmys work. It's stupid. Yeah. So if if that's the case, if he's if it's a Jeremy Allen White for the first season of The Bear, we're still talking about the first yeah. season. If it's Jeremy Allen White party at the Emmys, and then Oscar voting closes like a week later, or for there's a there's a chance that that happens. I guarantee you. But no, I mean right now it's the it's the five are pretty much set in stone. With maybe, I guess you could say Jeremy Allen White, like being like a Jeremy Allen White versus um, uh, Willem Dafoe. That's what like, it that's is. It. But Willem Dafoe will get it over Jeremy Allen. I White. mean, I would love it if Willem Dafoe wins. No, Oscar, he's that. But, but that's the problem. He's, Willem Dafoe is not going to win. He'll get nominated. He's never going to win because Poor Things is going to get twelve Oscar nominations. No, Poor Things. She. I don't Emma think Stone's, so. I think Emma Stone's absolutely winning. I Oscar. think the problem with she's, Emma Stone's Oscar is that Lily Gladstone's winning his best. No, she's absolutely going to win the Oscar. Because she's like so. got super naked. I don't think so. I think Lily they're, Gladstone's. No, gonna, they're going to give her the Oscar because she got they're very They're never going to give after the. Uh, they're with, absolutely going to give Emma, Emma Stone. Then with the Oscars history. They'll bet go. you another because they're even, uh, We're having like a terrific argument. Because they're going to give the director to even score either Scorsese or, or Christopher Nolan. They're definitively going win the Oscar. They're well, they're going to give it to a white guy. They're yeah, definitively gonna be, not going to give. It's going to be Yorgos. No, I, I don't think it will. <laughs> Maybe. I, Never. No, it's good. It's going to be. Never. It's, I, I, it's I, be I hope it is, but it, it's it gonna won't. Be, no, they're going to give the Oscar to Emma Stone because she gets super naked. They're going to get because they're going to give it. They to don't. Guarantee they don't you. do the naked thing anymore. That's no, like an no, old Oscar are, throw. They definitely year. don't. They're going to give it because they're going to give director to a white guy, and they're going to give actor to a white. guy. 
guy, and they're going to give supporting actor to a white guy. They're going to give Lily Gladstone. Yeah, they they got got to throw a bone. Yeah, that's how that's how they work. That's how they work. That's what's going to happen. Ten dollars. $15 $15 right here. Jesus Christ, and, guys. So what I'm saying is that to Oscar. go back to the conversation that we yeah, were having, Io Atabiri's character is in a weird place because she is not up to the task, but she desperately wants to be. But she knows now that she's not because Richie is holding Richie's the, doing her like, job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and so what's yeah. she going to do? She's developing the menu, the menu yeah. you know, all this other stuff. But like, how does she fit into the restaurant? It can't. Richie just, had Richie had like a episode. A, right? you know, it's, it's the best episode. One of the great episodes of television yeah. in, the, in the history of television. I love that episode so um, much. And I was very dubious of it before I got to it because I listened to all these, all these podcasts about how like Forks is like a great episode, and it like crushed me. Yeah, she's got to bring it next season. I. She's got to. She can't just do. I don't stuttering kind of like I'm saying, stop I, and start. Like you I don't. Know, I don't think it's I her thing. Okay, now I'm doing. I would be your thing. Okay, um, but I don't. I don't think that's her performance. That's writing. It's a little bit of the writing, but it's. But she does it. And she does it in Bottoms. She does it in Ninja Turtles. She kind of does it in everything. Like the kind of like okay, um, but well, you know, the line yeah, line. she's she's. Does the the nerd dork thing well? Like the, that's what she's. Season three is gonna crush her, and she needs to. She needs to kind of push yeah, out. Yeah, I, I think she's going to be. The, I think she will too. She's gonna be super strong. She's gonna be executive she's gonna be, chef. She's gonna be the star of season three if it works. That's what I think is. Gonna I think happen. so too. Because Jeremy Allen White even took a back seat in the second season. Because that him with uh, what's her uh, the relationship? I can't remember her name. Should have looked it up before. Um, Molly Gordon. Scissor? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, she She's was theater camp. Molly Gordon. Yeah. Um, two, two theater camp people in this show. Okay. That's true. <laughs> Which I like, too. We didn't talk Love about it. Love theater camp. Yeah, good movie. <clears throat> I watched it twice. I liked it. Theater camp. Hmm? Never watched it. It's on Hulu. Hulu. It's good. Oh, it's on Hulu. Probably watch it tonight. Hulu. You should. It's you'll laugh. Time. And you'll be like, Ben Platt. Stop making that face. <laughs> I have a different emotion, Ben Platt. Besides, just generally irritated by everything. <laughs> it's a good movie. Um, I forgot where I was going now. Um, Iowa to Beery. Yeah, uh, she's going to be the star. She's going to be the star. I don't like. I think Jeremy Allen White took a backseat to her this season. Like he was the linchpin, but he didn't do like the heavy lifting right. this season. Right. And I think that's the really interesting thing about this season of The Bear is that like they split it up. Everybody had their episode, but everybody also had their arc. That kind of like, kind of supported each successive episode after yeah. the first half. And I'm guessing she's going to be the the head, the the lead next season. I think so too. And she's going. They to, left her at a really insecure place. But I think she really played in that, and it and it worked. Oh, I think I thought she was. That's the thing. I think she's great, but she's and she's great in everything. It's because she's a fresh voice, and nobody else is doing what she's doing. But she's now been doing that all year, and I just want to see her push to yeah. another level. I mean, yeah. she's just been all of her all of her stuff's really come out in the last year. I know. She's been in like everything this yeah. year um, in the past thirty three and sixty five days, and I don't know. I mean, she's working her ass off. I think she. I think she's good. I'm. I'm. I have a huge crush on her. I think she's very attractive, and she's a very good actress. And I, agree. I can't wait to see what she does next. I know. 
Because she's um she's improv. She's an improv person. She is, and she's and you can feel that tension. In but her but it feels na- but it feels natural, and because she's improv, and I love that about it. Like oh, I um I agree with you, and I just there's there's an element though again of, of not diminishing returns yet, but of like you just I've seen this before from you. Push it, push it, push it. Further. Fair, but I, I think it, we yeah. there's just still a, a lot of time. She's still so young in her career. She just exploded, like literally. She exploded. did. It's not her fault. Mario, I'm gonna be honest with you. Yes. The Barry TV'd itself in its final season, and I fucking hated it. I hated yeah, it every was, second of its television show nature. It was, and it made me want to die. It wasn't great. <laughs> I agree. I thought it was beautiful, and a lot of the direction was. Direction was masterful. Perfect. Yeah. He, I can't. Speaking of, I can't wait to see what happens next. Like Fuchs coming out of jail to the wizard <laughs> is fucking genius. But the plot movements of that show are fucking stupid. It was and a it weird... Was, it, I hate... I The fact that Fuchs is still a fucking character makes me want to... You're not really in the mic. fucking punch myself in the face. Really? I hate... Because, again, I love Steven Root. He's get one of the, the best get actors. Get the fuck out of here. His character he has no been, meaning. Really, it should have been it's, dead. It's perfect, yeah, though. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it smart. En- that's the thing. It ends smart, and they use great... And they, he has great scenes in the whole last season. But his character has no business being in the no, show sure. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Noho Hank has no fucking business being on well, the no, show. No, no, Noho Hank dying in the last moment is... Amazing. But let him be dead. Right? He could have died previously. That's no, the thing. The show you, is so... You, kill, you have to kill him off in that last... You would agree? The uh, show is so good that... And I'm sorry I interrupted you. The show fine. is so good that it justifies... The show is so well directed and shot that it justifies keeping these people around when it, he can't... You can't keep him around he should, for him no, to have he a whole... last moment. Why? Because I... Fuke should have been dead. No, Fuke should not have been dead. I, 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 no, Hank should have I did, died. I'm kind of flipped on this. So I love No Hank. I, I mean, who doesn't? I love No Hank too. I, I, but like the I fact hated that the whole episode is just a him shooting a rocket. There's a whole episode in the last season where he shoots a rocket launcher. You don't like yeah. the last like, I love episode. It. Of- I love everything about how it looks and how it feels, but it's narratively garbage. I, what? Fuck off. It, there's no reason for it to have gotten that far. He Barry, for one, Barry should have been fucking dead on the okay, ground at the, yeah. in the third season. That guy, his, you know, what I forget his name. The you know the old army buddy, or the marine buddy that comes. Yeah, you know that Chris he should have something. fucking shot his fucking head off in that last yeah. episode. And if he didn't get his fucking head shot off, Janice's dad, like him getting arrested or whatever, should have ended that shit. Um, but it didn't. And so Barry keeps going on and doing weird stuff, and Bill Hader is great. Gene Cousineau, you know, I love Henry Winkler. His character is garbage. Not even garbage person. No, it's just Winkler, like, Winkler is amazing. Winkler is amazing. His character, the, his, mo- his character's motivations are... Weird. Are weird. Yeah, yeah, stupid. But they, but they have to keep doing it because it's a television show. And what I wanted, what season three of Barry proved was that it wasn't your average television show and what season four of Barry proved was it absolutely was. And it, it doesn't matter how many kids Sarah Goldberg gets drunk. Like, it's, Girl, it's, it's just a television show. You know bummed me out by that? She did not get any nominations. I know. 
I was, because her I was character is so gross. No she's one understands so it. She's though. so good. But again, yeah, there's... She was so repulsive in the last season. She's so repulsive. But the, the show... I And we've talked about this a million times. I fucking yeah. hate television because it insists on having plots. So like, oh, I got to kill Barry. Why do you have to kill Barry? I have to do this... I have to go. I have to kill Kusuna. Why? No one knows where you are. Just stay in the middle of the fucking desert. Yeah. What the fuck? And that's so lazy, and I hate it. I hate. I, I hate it so much. It infuriated me that they were just like every every episode's gonna have a beat, and even like the great episodes of that season, like the middle one, where like they're in the in, you know in the middle of the yeah. fucking plains, they're just like, oh, it still has to end on a beat. Still has to end yeah. on a beat. It's like, fuck you, man. It doesn't no, have to end on a beat. You, you know, I don't disagree. The last season felt rushed and felt convenient. Like, the, they just... Because I don't think there's no, that much convenience in the other earlier seasons, but they kind of like, this is where we want to go, and so let's fill in the blanks by spaces to where we want it to go. And I'm like, I, uh, there was some just like, I don't know. Well, two and three is still... I bought the idea that Barry thought he could be redeemed somehow. But by four, there's no redemption. And the idea that he still thinks he can be redeemed is fucking garbage. Yeah. I mean, but it's also awesome when he goes like, what? And yeah, and it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. But it's not yeah. earned. No. Yeah. His but, presence there is not earned. I, I loved him listening to the podcast and his way trying to find the one well, that, that lined up with what he wanted. Because well, we watched the, uh, yeah, the finale. Yeah, yeah. And, like, just him getting shot in the head was amazing. It was fantastic. And there's the thing. My problem with this, and, again, I talked to my wife about this at length, whether you don't have to hold the mic. I do have to hold the mic. Like, you got to keep doing that. <laughs> there's no stand. Andy has my stand. Um, Thank you. Hold no, no, you are like, so awkward if you're like, you hold my mic and I'm no, going to talk. I'll hold it. No, 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 no. It helps me because I can be myself when I'm holding the mic. I you can, can be, be more off animated mic and stuff like that. Um, it, 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 it just what? it just it was so everything was so earned in the, in one through three. It was so. Um, it was one of the most beautiful. Oh my god, the third like show. Season, like, oh, it was yeah. You also lean into the mic. What the fuck is going on? What? You also lean into the mic. Like you're saying like, oh, it's so earned. Yeah, but if you can see my mixer, I have you Way cresting up. <laughs> 50%, like the halfway mark, and Andy is below am I doing, that. Am I doing anything? No, no you're doing mark. I know what your level yeah. is. This is yeah, your be- level because you because put your you stay there, away from fine. the mic. Yeah. And I'm into going, production now here. I'm going through this, and then it's going into this, and then so it's just, right uh, I, this is what I do. Uh, there, it just, it, it frustrated me that Bill Hader thought he needed to, like, Succumbed TV convention. Well, yeah, I, I think having motivations. For I, everybody I think to he do just wanted to be done. But why not just be done? No, why we, just ha- yeah, have he his? He wasn't f- done. He would just wanted to be like a thing. I think he had ideas for scenes and shots and moments. Uh, he wanted to some do that. Beautiful fucking oh shots. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like the scene where. Well, no. So the the uh, Frank Frank. What, what, what's his name? Um, Grab the character. You don't, you don't think I'm thinking. No. Uh, not Frank Hader. Uh, Frank. Describe more. What the, oh, Portlandia. Fred Armisen? Fred Armisen, Fred Armisen yeah. yeah. Like that scene is fucking 
perfect. This is great. The scene, my favorite. But that was also another. Con- it was convenient. Yeah. How are we gonna get him out of jail? We'll do like this that, weird thing. But that no, entire, it was directed. But that scene phenomenally. Just, that scene where he's just like. So sweaty. Just this guy's going to kill me. Yeah. Just the Perfect. narrative that guy's was kill just me. like that guy's convenient. Kill me. Yeah. That's the thing. Perfectly. It's directed perfectly. The scene, my favorite scene, made, one of my favorite scenes, and we could do a separate podcast of my top five Barry moments. One of the moments that's going to be in the top five is Fuchs and the gang talking to his wife, his girlfriend was and the girlfriend's daughter. So uncomfortable. Yeah. But that was f- <laughs> amazing. It. Yeah. But it also was meaningless. It, it, it it's added nothing. Great. <laughs> it's cute. It's, it's, it's great. It's, so it's, fun. it's silly. Everything yeah. about it is perfect. Stephen Root's arm placement is perfect. The conversation they're having is perfect. I love the, Stephen Root. Man. The, the, <laughs> the responses by the daughter are perfect. The way that the the, yeah, yeah. the mom there, Stephen Root's girlfriend, is framed is perfect. Everything is perfect. It just has no value. Meaning, yeah. yeah. And it's and it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm so happy that I got to see that, but then it wants me to attach myself to this narrative and I could care fucking less if any of these people lived. And yeah. so one of the things that bummed me out about the like the very end was that like I would have been perfectly happy if everybody died. If Sarah, if or what's her um Sally, Sally if the Sally, kid yeah. died, if Barry died, if everybody died and life just went on, that would have been great. The idea that we have to try to kind of like make anything out of it is like Bill Hader wrote the whole show. He knew what he knew like what he was, doing, he was yeah. making choices. Yeah. They didn't need to salvage anybody's reputation or do anything extra. It was just it seemed weird. It seemed unnecessary, especially after the third season, which was just like this is a headlong rush into a descent into fucking hell. Yeah. And you know what the the scene that bummed me out the most, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, you're fine. The scene that bummed me out the most in Season four was when Sally got back to her apartment and there was just the darkness of that room where like Barry descended last time and now he came out of it. I was like, fuck you. Yeah. You can't do that again. That was a masterpiece the first time you did it. You can't reverse it. Like, just let it be done. I mean, I love the scene though, like where like she comes out of darkness. Like they come out like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. where they come looks, together. Yeah. It looks great. But it's they they did it already. Uh, you can't redo yeah. it. Yeah. And I don't and I can't I would love to have him on here to exp, not to explain himself, but just be like why did you want to redo that scene cuz it was perfect the first time. Every scene Maybe you wanted the, a callback. I, I don't know. So. Like I, I don't know. Like there there's some directors that like to do that and some that don't where it's it, like he's probably just doing his thing. But just made me so sad. It was like it was one of those. And again, I don't get. I guess I do get sad at like a lot of movies and TV shows. It made me sad that he was just like, I got to keep doing this, and he did it perfectly. But he didn't have to. Like Fuchs, having that kind of like weird monologue on like the porch of that Mexican like whatever yeah. that house. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. In the third season was a perfect place to end. The Fuchs. third season was. Like, perfect. So it's hard like, to, like, compare to that. Sure, but the idea that he needed to... The, even in the third season, the idea that he was just like, oh, I need to get back to Barry. It's like, do you? Why? Like, just keep having... Just yeah, keep hang delivering out. monologues yeah. to Mexicans that don't understand you. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Hang out with these people that think you're weird, and some for some reason this lady yeah. likes you. So, you don't know why. It made me so sad. Maybe it's a very, it was a very sad viewing experience. I, th- I thought it was a good... Just, just 
wrapping it up. Like I, it was beautiful to look at. Yeah, it was we, so beautiful. We to liked look at. it. I liked it. this thing. I like. I mean, I'm never not gonna hate. It. I think anything. Uh, God, I think Bill Hader might be a genius. So I'm excited to see what he's gonna he's do next. Definitely a genius. And yeah, I hope that whatever he does next is original, and that he doesn't del- like get talked into directing like a Marvel deceiver. (laughs) Like, because they kicked David Gordon green out. They're like, Bill Hader, you like horror do this. I hope, I hope that's not what happens. Yeah, no, I, I I'm sure that will be a good movie. Well, it'll, it'll look beautiful at least. Yeah. Uh, But has he been signed on to anything? I I haven't. No, I don't think so. No, which is interesting. He's been going, I think he's been going through some personal stuff. So he's not been like trying to tie himself down to stuff. But I am super excited to see what he does next. Oh, yeah, wow. he's with uh, Anna Kendrick. No, he was with Anna Kendrick. But then he was with somebody else, and they had they, had they kids, and they, they got mean, divorced. Or something. Yeah. Um, no, I hope he. Um, it would be. I actually wouldn't be surprised to see Barry with the Sean Fantasy conversations, and like a bunch of. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Barry box set on Criterion. Like in the next year or so, yeah, because no, it just I, it I has that kind of air of like directorial. Yeah, it's got that um, gravitas to it, you like know, it's auteur, so auteurness, you know, yeah. um, where a lot of TV shows, a lot of TV Don't. shows, even like The Bear, I think is like a superior show. Um, in its in this in its like the seasons that run concurrently, I don't think it has that same kind of like Jeremy no. Light. What in the Oscar? <laughs> it does I'll, I mean. Again, I I'm, mean, it's, it's I'm very right? much looking forward to that movie. Um, Zac Efron is a terrible actor. Uh, fine. <laughs> he's, he's, I think Jeremy he's Allen, fine. Jeremy Allen Light's definitely winning. He's a great actor. I mean, but again, he might... Look at me. Winning the Oscar. <laughs> I, I want to see the movie first before I'm taking any bets. I don't know why you guys are making bets on movies again, you haven't seen I, before. I'm, he's, got a, he's got a big fall coming up. He's got fingernails coming out in a couple weeks on Apple TV+. Yeah. You got. I'll give. Make sure everyone's got the password. Give the I password. have one. You got yeah. one. Okay. Um, he seems like he's gonna. Uh, that movie is like tailor made for us. Where's I met Jesse Buckley and Jeremy Allen White? Mm. Doesn't get it better than that. Yeah, that's that's very on pod. And um, uh, Nicholas Christo was directed Apples, which is mm. my number four mm. movie last year. Yeah. Number five movie last year. Um, but Jeremy Allen White's gonna win the Oscar. Let's watch the movie first. I'm telling you, just let's wait for the movie. We're gonna watch the movie, and he's gonna be like, Oh, I told you he was so good, but he's not gonna win the Oscar. He's not gonna win the Oscar. I still think it's gonna be RDJ, but I haven't seen all the movies this year, so it's gonna be RDJ. It's not gonna be, it is because the Oscars, I think. So, to end this conversation, where all conversations begin with this podcast, is that the Oscars have become like weirdly unpredictable, but also totally predictable. Like, you can read. You know exactly what they're gonna do, like okay. the Renee. Like the last three or four years have been like one hundred percent predictable, except for Olivia Coleman winning the favorite. The for the favorite, yeah. Yorgos Lanthimos comes again. That was the only one that kind of went like Weird. slightly askew. Everything else has been predicted. Like everybody knew who was gonna win everything, which stinks because I've I haven't won my Oscar school in like three years. So because <laughs> you have a heart. And you keep hoping that, like, I Paul Thomas to... Anderson is going to beat say, Kenneth Branagh for I, best I, original screenplay. God damn it. What? I think you're wrong. I hope, uh, Mario, I hope I'm wrong because the more I think about Oppenheimer, the less I like it. So, like, Florence Pugh doesn't win best mm-hmm. actress or whatever? No. No. She's terrible. She's yeah. hot. 
She's yeah, <laughs> she's she is nude, but she is god awful. She movie. wasn't used right. The idea that you the idea that you you really think oh yeah Emily um, Blunt's the one that's getting nominated and she stinks no, too. She's, sure, she's but that like, good. You think Robert Downey Jr. is getting like winning the Oscar? I think so. Yeah, so as of now, no the most chance. contentious award now at this point is Best Supporting Actress because Lily Gladstone pulled out. So now oh it's, she's. Yeah, she's now it's going for best two, actress, right? Right. So now it's two actresses in the color purple. It's um, the, and again, can we sat, quit rating rating movies that we haven't seen yet? It's Divine it's Joy Randall's from um, or uh, Randolph from The Holdovers. No, and just a couple of the and uh, Jodie Foster for the Nyack movie. What? It's um the Jimmy Chu, um the people that directed Free Solo. They directed a oh, biopic okay, uh, with okay. starring Annette Bening as yeah, yeah. Um, the woman that swam the yeah, yeah. whatever. Oh, so Jodie Foster is her I best didn't know friend. That was that. So That's she's she's in, so but no, but she's like in she's like number four or something. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a number five person. So right now, like again, in best supporting actresses, they, they do this fucking shit all the time. It's this is where black actresses can win awards is in best supporting actress. I think Viola Davis for Air, which I reevaluated Maybe. Air. Bad movie. I, I, I'm so I, I've it's, never watched it's it. such a mid movie, but it's so it, mid, but it's a good time. Yeah, it, it's there's nothing, Dam- there's nothing they hate about that. Matt movie. Damon's new career as middle aged guy striding into rooms, he is fucking he, killing he, he, it. He does, he, he does is nailing well. every single one of those parts. Like, Perfect, honestly, everyone in that movie nails their parts, they but, do, except for Ben Affleck just being like, there's no way Ben Affleck was not just going through exactly that at that moment. And, was not acting like through the years or no, just like when air, when they were filming air, he was clearly going through a Phil Knight period in his life. Yeah, for sure. He was wearing wearing a lot of warm up pants and sneakers and had blonde (laughs) hair. And he did not give a shit, right? (laughs) No, but he's really funny. He's He's good. He's solid in that. But like Matt Damon is, that's the thing. I might, we might have to do a pivotal film awards. Like, um, like, you know, special award this year, and I might give mine to Matt Damon for just like he's not going to win any of my awards, but he's great in everything he did this year. Like great between Air and um, Oppenheimer, he's amazing. Good for him. It is good for him because he's so Matt Damon and everything else. But he's decided now he's leaning into the just walking be, into rooms and thing, yeah. telling people what to do phase. He he. he there's an outside chance he's nominated for Oppenheimer. I don't think he should, but there's an outside chance. No. There is an outside chance because it would look good. Imagine that, imagine that like top four of Robert Downey Jr., Robert De Niro, Ryan Gosling, Matt Damon, Mark Ruffalo. Woo. But imagine People are he, turning into he, that. Yeah. Imagine if he don't nominate Robert Downey Jr. Well, he's definitely, he's definitely getting nominated. <laughs> Come on, really? man. Rewatch that movie. Either. I you you keep saying fuck off to me. I didn't do it. He's definitely getting nominated. He's so bad. No, he's not. No. I don't think he's bad. His character just makes no he's sense. He's fine. His character's motivations are weird, but so. that's fine. But he, I think he puts in a good performance. Like he uh, does. I just don't. I don't. I I think the first and third acts of that movie are bad. I can't say that they're bad. They just make no sense. I I, did, I I mean I I, I need I, to rewatch. I the hate movie. that movie. So. You don't. I, you Mario hate that movie. I can I can. Um, I want to I want to 
I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm even being aggressive. I hate that. Movie. You didn't hate it on the air, though. No, I hate it now. You didn't hate oh, okay. <laughs> But I want to confess something. I've been watching Interstellar a lot. I, that's my favorite Nolan movie. That's a hot take. I maybe. kind of can't stop watching Interstellar. I love that movie. And um, everyone always criticizes me, but I love that movie. The problem with my problem, my new problem with Oppenheimer is that I've been watching a lot of Interstellar, and Interstellar also makes no sense, but it does so in a, the most amazing way that I kind of can't stop watching. I like literally cannot stop watching. Yeah, the first two thirds of that movie. I, I, Love it. That's fucking amazing. I don't know why. I, it's like, I, it's hard. You know why? It, it's hard to put it. To, I just like. I just have. I, I, I just have love been, it. Yeah. Uh, rewatching. Um, what the fuck is that movie? Uh, Producers. Um, no. The Birdcage. No. Um, That's. Those are good guesses, though. The movie with <laughs> Tarantino. Inglourious <laughs> Bastards. Uh, yeah. What? And rewatching and, and hate rewatching it. Wait, that again, another one of my hot takes. I thought you were gonna say Fa- from Dust Till Dawn. Favorite no, Tarantino I've, movie. I've been rewatching Glorious. I've been rewatching Glorious Bastards, and I kind of love it. Why? I don't know. It's I don't know. Bad. You, really? I'm dying. Oh, I hate that movie. I hate it, but I, I think it's pretty amazing. Yeah, because Self Faults is, is amazing. Wait a second. Movie. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait I didn't second. know you were watching because you you just gave me shit for liking that movie like recently. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, so what what is it about Inglorious Bastards that you have kind of come around? To? Not, did you did you dislike Inglorious Bastards? I I was not much of a fan of it, I'd admit. Um, but I rewatched so an opening scene, like the opening scene, yeah, and which is a masterpiece. I love the opening scene. And sure. It, it, did it color your viewing of like? So my problem with Inglorious Bastards is I've loved the two Christoph Waltz scenes, like the you know the major the, ones, yeah, and then I th- hate everything else. Really, I, I, I actually agree. And I just like the the um, Michael Fassbender like the bar scene. I love well, that scene. Yeah, no, so I, I, I still I, I agree. I hate that scene too. It's and I've made, I feel it's like, like I've, easy. It's too well, it's, easy. It's easy, but it's also my problem with it is I've made I feel like I've made this analogy on the podcast before where. Um, when Pearl Jam, and this is again, it's really out of left field. When Pearl, Pearl Jam, Jam and Radiohead hit their like mid career points, it seemed like their songs had like five parts because they didn't know how to they didn't know how to end them, so they just wrote them in circles. They and they were writing the these five minute yeah. songs that had five parts because they didn't know how to get out of them. So they just like kept writing a part that would inevitably lead them to like the first chord of the first part, just and then they would repeat keep it. Keep going, yeah. And it seemed like that's what Quentin Tarantino was doing in the worst scenes of Inglorious Bastards, where oh, he was just absolutely writing and writing and writing and writing and writing and hoping that he would get to a moment that he could get the fuck out of the scene. And that is that was my problem with Inglorious Bastards. It was a little bit of my problem with Django until they get to the the Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. stuff where, and that's where it became like a special, um, a special Quentin Tarantino movie for me yeah. was like that whole Leonardo DiCaprio stuff. But I, I'm, I mean, you're new here. We've been beating up on Quentin Tarantino for a long time. Tell, I'm very curious to hear the Inglorious Bastards take. I don't, I, I it, it may just be me, but I it just like, it hits me on all what I like about stories. I, I love, okay. um, and so all, you love Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Like I said, it's, okay. I, th- it's, might be my favorite Tarantino movie. Tarantino, okay. Wow. 
That was gonna be my question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I mean I love Pulp Fiction, um, but I I think I've I've rewatching Lawyer's Bastards more. Because uh-huh. I just like going back to it. I, I, I like um an alternate history. I love World War Two stuff. Okay. I just I what I'm, makes you I'm, I'm in love with Christoph like, Waltz. What do you love about it? I, I, I love Christoph Waltz. Like I mean obviously he's the best part of the movie. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's not that close. But I really like Brad Pitt's performance in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you know, take it how you want, but I mean, oh, what about the fact that BJ Novak is in it? Yeah, <laughs> does, that, does that bother you? I I like the bastards. <laughs> Your neighbors are gonna hate me tonight. <laughs> it's fine. I um, mean, do you like that like ending scene with like BJ Novak and um? I mean, the ending Brad scene Pitt. is where he carves the thing into his yeah, forehead. Yeah. But you, you like all that? Yeah, I don't. I don't see any issue with it. I mean, it makes sense. Why? I feel like I'm Tom now. <laughs> yeah. Explain yourself. Let's probably ask why. No, I, I just I think it makes sense for a circular what they were trying to do. They they scarred him, make him a Nazi for life so he can't go hide in Argentina like what all the Nazis did. You know, I don't know, there's something... It's funny, the more... So we're talking about this right now and we're talking about this for the people that might hear this in, in like a different context. Um, after we had this conversation about Bottoms, which... Yeah, we talked, about, the talked about Bottoms and we talked about um, Barry for right, an hour. Right, the, but the, the conversation that we... I, I started like on comparing Bottoms to Blackberry and stuff like that. I think my problem with... Um, I like the conceit of Inglorious Bastards, and I kind of like the not the very end, but like the you know burning Hitler alive and, mm-hmm. and like the in the the movie theater stuff. I don't mind that like as a as a as an idea. Yeah, I don't even necessarily mind it as an, in in its execution because I don't think Quentin Tarantino has ever executed anything like poorly. Like from a, no, a visual standpoint, not, yeah. there's like a Barry conversation to be had here where he just knows what he's doing and he's. He's getting the most out of these scenes that he can get out of them. It's more the idea that, like, after Hitler's dead, the idea that there's more to the story in the ending moment that you're kind of talking about mm-hmm. seems... Lame? It just, it's... No. Like, lame is, I think, another word for it. It just, it seems redundant. You know, like, so it, seems, it seems like... Extraneous. Yeah, yeah, it's like extraneous, but like to, to like we're doing alternate history, but we're like also acknowledging the history like, that's inside of yet? this movie. Like as far as when when Hitler's dead, the movie's as far as I'm concerned, when over. Hitler's dead, the movie's it's over. over. Okay, I, I okay, I don't disagree. Like once once the movie theater goes up in flames, like I don't care that much about what happens after. But it makes sense from like a World War II perspective because all these Nazi underlings were trying to flee and you go are, undercover. Yeah. So it was them trying to make sure Christoph Waltz. But we're not in does, World War II anymore because Hitler died in a movie theater fire. Yeah, you know I mean, so we're in a different we're in a different place. Well, yeah, but, different no, but it's, yeah. but Nazis still existed and so, that, and they still do. Yes. So that that's all it was. I like, know. like it wasn't it wasn't egregious, but like once. After the fire, like I, I again, I've probably, I've probably turned off the movie a few times at that point just because I love That's everything right. up yeah. until that point. There, yeah, it's just one of those things where like, um, I think Reservoir. It's weird. And maybe we've had this conversation, Mario, where we're doing our pivotal film list because you had Reservoir maybe. Dogs and I had Pulp Fiction. Did you have Pulp Fiction too? 
Uh, like really yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't talk about it much because I had it much higher up. It seems like Reservoir Dogs kind of colors like a lot of the stuff he does, like in this kind of middle period where he just feels compelled to keep doing scenes that don't really have any narrative like reason for existing, but are cool. Yeah. And 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 at this juncture I'm past cool and I want for me. You want substance. I want I yeah. want like or or like gut. I, I want a gut. Or yeah. the exactly like yeah. the candy cane scenes in um Django. I want it to hurt. I want it to be real and visceral and like not real like like um in the context of like actual history, but just like real like emotionally. And that's why one of the things that Django didn't make my pivotal film list or even like the 105s is because of like everything leading up to the candy cane scenes and then like how it ended. That he needed to end it on like cool stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like we're past cool stuff now. We've gone way past cool stuff with the last like half hour of this movie. So, so do you guys hate Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I actually really like Once Upon okay. a Time in Hollywood. But yeah. You like it? I we yeah. You did not it. like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. It it's in my definitely one of my favorites of his. I think it's probably my number three. Yeah, that's probably about right. Um, but again, I I definitely not feel like it has yeah. it has flaws. Yeah, for sure. But it's not the flaws that I think the culture has decided it has. Like I think the whole ending is great. I loved it. <laughs> like the I like for some reason again two thousand he released it in two thousand nineteen so they decided to push back against like. Let, the ultraviolence of the ending, where right? nineteen. So yeah, it was it was yeah. the it was the parasite. The yeah, it was the parasite year. Right, yep. right, right. Yeah, yeah. So par- like so we had a good Oscars, and then the world came apart. Brad Pitt won an Oscar for acting. Yeah. Um, Bong Joon Ho won his everything. Terrific Oscars <laughs> I for love, Parasite. I love and that movie. Um, the world fell apart. Yeah, I, I love. Um, I think it really works. I, again, because it is kind of a cool ending, though. Like it's. Because he's kind of doing like his flashy, like, but it makes sense. No, you, I, I don't disagree. I'm just saying, like, he does it. That's what he does. It's one of his things that you know. He didn't go out. So the problem with I think um, Inglorious Bastards and the problem with Django is that he goes out of his way to end the movie in a specific way, where the ending of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is just the ending of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, like it's it's Fair. not tacked yeah. on. It just is the they're gonna they're gonna the yeah, Manson yeah. kids are gonna go Fair. into there. He fucking kills and them. And then he changes the real life. Yeah, right. you know, exactly. that makes sense. Yeah. It's, it's, it, that's kind of, it's, it seems like he figured that alternate history out. Yeah. Um, whereas in the, those two movies, Django and Inglorious Passage, it seems like he hasn't, he hadn't nailed those. I mean, just, it's just Christoph Those Waltz. emotions. Those, 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 those are both just his movies. But again, the Christoph Waltz, like Christoph Waltz is like a classically trained actor. And so it feels, when you compare it to like Leonardo DiCaprio in in, um, in Django, yeah, I prefer Leonardo DiCaprio in Django to Christoph Waltz, even though Christoph Waltz is doing amazing stuff because Leonardo DiCaprio is inside of that. He's sure. literally doing that at that exact moment. He is doing it. Yeah, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, yeah. Christoph Waltz is, is is acting, and it's yeah. amazing acting. It's so good, but it's acting. Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't know how to act. He just knows how to be. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so, and I, yeah. and I kind of prefer, I kind of prefer the being. Um, like him in Once Upon a Time was phenomenal. So, <laughs> I, I just loved his performance. Oh, Rick Dalton is so good. <laughs> he is Fine. so Rick Dalton. 
Well, we had this conversation already. You can go back and listen to episode blah, blah, blah. <laughs> listen to me and Mario talk about this. We have the same opinions. Fine, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think I remember how, like, coming, into the ha- coming into the studio that day and being like, oh, you know, once upon a time in Hollywood, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, it's fine. fine. <laughs> it's just letting you know. It was fine. Good, good, good imitation. I don't know what else we did that day. Oh, because we were still doing pivotal films, so we just talked okay. about our own movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Anything else for this bonus bonus content? Um, why why are you so into Interstellar? Do you, can you even explain oh, it? Yeah. Like, it's I, hard for me to explain it either. But I just just adore that movie. So it kept here. Here's so it kept getting suggested to me on Amazon. Why? Oh, I don't. It's just the algorithm, algorithm decided I I needed to see Interstellar. Yeah. It was always like. Just like the air, like I mean, because you watch because whatever. I should ask this Interstellar. Because, I should ask this because like I never watch these movies. Oh, it's it's it, so we have a. Um, I bought it on Amazon, so it's <laughs> so it doesn't even recommend it. We me. have um an Amazon Fire TV, so it like Amazon um, mm-hmm. Prime Video is our home screen, yeah. so it always oh, suggests it's always on the stuff. Side or whatever. And so yeah. it was always just like Interstellar. Interstellar, Interstellar, and we—they had been talking about it because of the Christopher Nolan stuff. I wanted to kind of like dig into. I watched it and um, not in theaters. Like I saw it on IMAX. Like I opening night, I, I was very excited and it did not let me down. I was a stay-at-home dad when that came out, so I was like not doing. I was not going to movies at that point. Yeah. Um. So I saw it like when it came out, like on demand and stuff, and paid. <laughs> A lot of money for it in 2015, 16, whatever. Uh, you um, need to see that on a big screen. If I think that's the thing. I will, so here's so, uh, and this is part of it is that I um, we during the pandemic we had a we got a so it kept getting. I wanted to watch Christopher Nolan movies basically. I was like, I watched The Dark Knight, and I was like, I don't want to watch Dunkirk because it's Dunkirk, and they were talking about it a lot on the big picture, like you know because of the Oppenheimer well, stuff. We watched Dunkirk. No, 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 but like I didn't want to like rewatch yeah, Dunkirk. Yeah. I wanted to watch like the action stuff. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just be a part of the, like in that Christopher Nolan like feel, yeah. which for me has always like even though I really like Dunkirk, like Christopher Nolan's always got that kind of um, like Akira vibe. Yeah, that, yeah. that kind of like techno punk yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I literally just turned it on. Like I was just, it was just like there it is. Press play. I watched like the first twenty minutes on the TV, and then when he gets gets captured by Tars, I'm just like, I was like, I gotta put this on the projector. So during the pandemic, we got a projector. So we've like kind of not modified our house. But there's bare walls mm-hmm. in a lot of like parts of our house that we've put the projector on. So I had like twenty foot screen. Okay, so you got a big. I got a big so screen. Okay, you're in. Yeah, headphones. Yeah, the sound is yeah. alone. Like it's like two, it's like twelve o'clock at night, and I just sat like on my bed, Your like bed. with the wall, like projector on the wall, and I just ate every second of that shit up, man. And like the wave, the wave is the Matt Damon yeah. parts, <laughs> the Matt Damon speech while like action is happening, the black hole stuff. The black hole blew my mind when I saw it on IMAX. Like that just blew my goddamn mind it is it hit me um the jessica chastain performance who is an actress that i don't love i like her i respect her i don't always think she's 
doing. I mean, I, I, like honest I things. Have not, I have not really watched this movie with any sort of mm. consideration. So, I recommend. Like, I don't give a shit about. No, but I do recommend like eating some stuff and taking some deep breaths. And then, and then, just like giving your like starting the movie like given over to it's the not, power, not gonna happen. No, no, it's, it's, and that, but like that's kind of what I did. Yeah, and I like the next day, I like didn't have to go to work till late, and I was like, what can I do here? I'm just gonna watch Interstellar again, <laughs> and so I just watched like the first two hours again, and then I went to work, and then I came home, and I put my kids to bed. And then me and my wife watched like whatever we were gonna watch. And then she went to bed. And then I finished Interstellar. And then the next day, it was like one o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep, and I was like, "I think I'm gonna watch the wave <laughs> part again." Because um, I just want to see Tars. Or is it Tars at that point, or is it the um, other guy? I think it's Tars. It's um, it's it's well, Steve Irwin or Bill Irwin he, and but yeah. the, he's Tars yeah and the other guy I forget what the yeah, other Tar, Tars is definitely on the wave planet um like I want to see him disconnect and roll to get it I want to cool. see that and I want to listen to the Hans Zimmer score again and I just think it's I think it's fantastic it's, so I've rewritten my um so we've been doing this for five years now yeah. so I've rewritten my pivotal film list a little bit. Like, there's stuff that is not on it anymore. Um, and we can talk about that or we can save it for 10 years or whatever. Um, but Interstellar is definitely going to be one of those movies that is is one of those movies that's kind of, I think it pushed out, if I had to, I, I mean, I can't say definitively that it pushed out this specific movie, but like Catch Me If You Can is not in, on my list anymore. And it's Interstellar is probably in that area. Yeah. Um, because of that. It just, for some reason, it is like, it's just kind of like okay. wrecking I mean, me here. It's just good to hear because I've always it's been on that movie's si- side and I've been, people kind of laugh at me about it and it's good to know that I'm not alone. And I think this, I think the last half hour of it is um, scientifically stupid. Yeah. But it I, I still think it works. Emotional level. Like it works on an emotional level. I, I think he doesn't, I don't think Christopher Nolan gets enough credit for actually being able to convey real emotions yeah i thought he did in that movie and everyone shit on it for that and i I thought it i thought it worked and i love and i'm a science dork so i love the first you know two-thirds of the movie because it's so well done scientifically and And then it i don't know i don't know i'm not a science dork but i like i read a bunch of stuff that was everyone was kind of like that sounds right that's good like that's probably what it is yeah i've gone to like astrophysicists talks on it and talking about how accurate and what what he did on it work, how it all worked. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they ignore the last third, obviously, because it's kind of emotional, but I think it worked. Like I just, if you haven't seen it or if you didn't like it before rewatch it, cause it's so good. I think that's, I, I think that's, um, that's what it is. Like don't, mm, maybe don't rewatch it. Don't rewatch it until like, you're just like, maybe I should watch interstellar. <laughs> or just, Sorry. No, that's it. Same. Until Amazon shoves it down your throat. Right, until you're just kind of like, I just want to, I mean, I think, because it's the Christopher Nolan experience is, is very singular. And like, so my, I have a lot of problems with Oppenheimer. You know, so we talk, you know, you guys talk about lists a lot, and I'm, I'm, I always do my list last. 
but I've been kind of starting to compile some things, yeah. just like making some notes, like making sure that I remember this and this and this. Yeah. Oppenheimer is definitely not on, it's not going to be one of my top 10 movies of the year. And even if I don't see another, like, I think I only have like four movies on my list. If I don't see another six movies, I guarantee you Oppenheimer is not going to be on my yeah. list because I think the first and third, like, acts of those movies don't work at all. Okay. And so, but I love him as a director. I think, and I was having this conversation with a, 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 one of my, the, I work at a library and we have these high school students at our pages and for one of their high school classes they're watching Memento. And I'm like, Memento is not my favorite Christopher Nolan They movies. watch Memento? They're watching Memento. And I was like, Memento is not school, my favorite. They, they actually asked me if I had seen it and I was like, well, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. 41. I've seen Memento. Um, and they were like, you know, they didn't really dig it because it's Memento. And I was like, it's, it's just interesting. Not, I don't want that out of my Christopher Nolan. Like my Christopher Nolan does Inception, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar, yeah. Batman um, Begins. Batman. Uh, yeah, I'm. You know, Batman Begins is not my favorite, but you know, the middle part of Oppenheimer. I think Memento. Batman Begins is kind of like an outlier, which might be why it's like it's kind of it's Mar- different, it's favorite, right? Yeah. Because it's not. It's not Oppenheimer. It's, it's not Memento, yeah. and it's not the dark. It's not the Dark Knight. You know what I mean? It's like something. It's like something else. Um, but I, I, the Akira Christopher Nolan thing. The idea that Christopher Nolan might direct James Bond movies makes me want to die. Yeah, I, which really? is, I, I hate reading those yeah, stories. Like period James Bond movies because like who fucking cares about period James? I Bond? I really don't want him to do that. Like sixties. Oh. It's and my awful. algorithm keeps like putting these stories out where he keeps saying that. I'm like, just don't. I, I love Christopher Nolan. He's one of my favorites. So but it the, just like. I mean, the reason I think that's not going to happen, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, is that like I guarantee you if Christopher Nolan gets to direct a James Bond movie, he is not casting Aaron Taylor, Aaron Taylor Johnson Fine. as James Bond, which means they're getting like either an old Bond or a black Bond, and the Broccolis are not going to do that. Old Bond or a Black Bond or again. Robert Pattinson or Dev Patel Bond, like they're not going to do Dev Patel Bond, Dev even Patel though they should. Be fun. I mean, I think the Bond. The, if honestly, if Christopher Nolan directs James Bond, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going to be James Bond, and he's not British, so they're not. They're not the Broccoli's not going to allow that to happen. Yeah. Uh, but that's who he would want because he loves him. Or Robert Pattinson. I love Robert Pattinson. I think he would be a good Bond. Pro dude. Pattinson as James Bond, but doing Batman as James Bond. Being like, oh, I wish I didn't have to do this. Yeah. But I have a, pro- I have a <laughs> yeah. problem. I'm so a moody bond, <laughs> angsty bond. <laughs> yeah. Millennial angst bond. I would watch the show. I've been watching so much TikTok alone in this hostel. Doing the shit, I guess. He doesn't he doesn't have sex with like supermodels anymore. He's having sex with like hippies. Yeah. He's like, ah, oh, gross. Uh, that would be really funny. I don't stay at this five star hotel. I stay at this. This in this homeless encampment. <laughs> this is where the real action is. I guess this is what I'm doing. <laughs> Imagining Robert Pattinson trying to be like, <clears throat> uh, can't do it. <coughs> I can't do it. Like, no, just growl. We <laughs> fuck hard. I love Robert Pattinson. I do too. Um, I definitely think he's maligned too much. Is he maligned anymore? I don't. No. I hope not anymore. But no, he's not maligned. He was for so long. We need to start a new podcast after Pivotal Film ends with 
called oh. fuck off where me oh. and Andy say things and Mario just says <laughs> fuck, fuck off, off. <laughs> <laughs> and is the goal to not get a fuck off or to get a fuck off uh, both and people start <laughs> betting on FanDuel about whether or not like we announced like this week fuck we're talking off. about this <laughs> that'd be pretty good Got it. Um, all right, that was a good bonus. That's good yeah. bonus content. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. We, I'm officially started the Patreon account. After this. <laughs> if you want to hear this one bonus episode, <laughs> give us eight bucks. I, I think we did yeah, two bonus sure. episodes here, right? There's the TV one and then our, our movie one. Or... No, it's the same one. Okay, no, it's same fair enough. Episode, yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> People are gonna be like, "What the? Fuck? Why? I'm gonna listen? Is it gonna random? Be, what the fuck is this?" <laughs> um, but I mean, to cap it. In, which to camp it, to camp it, um, to camp it. Interstellar, I don't, I don't 100 understand it, but I think it's, I just think it's great, and I, it feels, it just feels really good. I love its vibes. It's, its vibes are so good, but its vibes are also um, to relate it to the past lives vibes. It seems like he had a very specific set of vibes right. that he wanted to hit, and. He was like Hans Zimmer. This is the these are the vibes. Make the make the, sure the score the score marries that movie so well. Yeah. We're gonna make sure that the the textures match. Everything is in like service of the vibes. Yeah, yeah. Man, I'm gonna go home and watch Interstellar. I know, right? <laughs> but that's how I feel like every day. I'm, every day I'm like, what should I watch? Like, I just I'm not tired. I'm I'm like. Well, I've been watching Blackberry a lot, so maybe I'll throw in an Interstellar once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Those movies make a good pair. Blackberry and Interstellar. One was made for like three thousand dollars, and the other one was made for three hundred million dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah, one movie spent as much on like catering as another spent on like. Wigs. And I bought them both on Amazon, so I own both movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> you gotta buy them on. Do you have? Do you? So do you still buy DVDs? No. Do you still do you buy DVDs? I just bought um only if it's that's the only format I can get a movie in that I want to watch. Well, I so I have my top 15 on DVD, so I just bought 9 days on DVD because I kind of became convinced yeah. that they're not going to it's not going to be a criterion, it's not going to get reissued as like yeah. a deluxe. So I wanted to make sure I had my top 15 on, on Is DVD. that streaming cuz I've been meaning to watch a movie I never got it. I don't know I don't if it's streaming so. for no. Free, it's probably a dollar on Amazon. Okay. Or let me borrow your DVD. Yeah, let's, yeah. Next, well, so we're gonna, I heard your review of it, and I've heard a lot of reviews of it. And I just it sounds awesome. And it's I a, just haven't. I wanted to see it. It's a deeply underrated movie because literally nobody saw it because of the pandemic. But it's it's, um, it's it keeps renewing movie, itself yeah. as like my favorite. It's it's I'm not you know our. I think one of the things that we didn't think was going to happen when we did our pivotal film list is that we were going to encounter our favorite movies in the context yeah, of doing sure. the show. Well, you compared it to your portrait of a lady on fire in the podcast. I it think, is. So. A, it is in a lot of ways because um, you awarded it like Mario did too. So. Oh, it's, it, it, that it kind of bummed me out when I did that year. Is that like, and that's one of the reasons that we kicked it back to the year after. Is that like yeah. we both saw it in the context of doing our top, um, our our best of of that pandemic year, yeah. but I was like, it's literally going to win everything that I do. So let's kick it back a year and we'll, and we'll do it then. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, like it's, it's, it's the, like, it's a related on movie, yeah. fire is like definition of pivotal film for you. It became the definition of a pivotal film for me. And I think it's one of the really interesting things about doing the podcast is that like we hit all these themes and then you encounter a movie that like encapsulates those themes. You're it's, like, holy it's, fucking it's shit. All the, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of became convinced over the last like four months or so that it wasn't going to get, it wasn't going to get reappraised and 
bought and like put out on like a deluxe edition, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I like have my top fifteen now is like, and I had to find like a space. For, I'm t- telling the story because I had to find like a space for it when I redid my bookcase mm. recently, like for my top fifteen pile of movies. Man. And I had to get rid of one, and so that was like the Beatles anthology is like sixteen now, which is which is sad. But that's a box set, so that's got to go somewhere else. Yeah, that takes up a lot more space. Um. Yeah, and Interstellar's taking up a lot of space. I don't know where it's going to end up. I don't know where it's going to end up. It's one of my favorite movies. So. <laughs> do you have a pivotal film list? No. Have you tried to do 100? No. That sounds daunting. I don't know how you guys did that. It was awesome. Oh, we did it. it was, we did it. It was fun. It was like the best like week of my life trying to like come up with like whatever this 100 movies was. And then I was so wrong on some of them. And as I was doing it, I was like, that was a mistake. Yeah. yeah. But, like, maybe Good, it's, uh, an exercise I'll try someday, but at least a top 20 or something. 100 sounds. 100. Oh. 100 is daunting, but fun. We could make you do 105. <laughs> We're not going to sit here and listen to me list 105 movies and talk Why? about Why? That's a good podcast. No. That's good podcasting. No. This is what our fans come to expect. No. All right, so that's good bonus content. Um, we will see everybody pretty soon. Yeah, because yeah. October is a big month. Um, yeah, I've, I have. You know, we have our tickets for Killer of the Flower Moon. We're ready to go. You do have tickets we for do. that already. Yeah. Where are you going to see it? Is mm-hmm. branching off here? Are you, you're not going to see that Criterion episode? We have to do a special Criterion episode. Oh, like uh, and criterion. something like the next time we record. Yeah. We'll do a bonus episode of like the like Criterion memories. Criterion, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. What did you think about that? Does it make sense to you? That's fine. That's sad. Wait, I don't know what you guys are even talking Criterion about. Criterion is closing. Wow. I did not know that. Mm. When? The end of the uh, end of October? Like yeah, this month. Yeah, so. that sucks. It's weird. So that's like where I can find indie movies that don't get released anywhere. I mean, I spent so much pivotal film time in those screen, in like the screening rooms off to the right when you walk in the door, like not even in like the main rooms, but just like tucked away. Um, It's it's gonna be weird. It's like you know York Square closed, and then now Criterion. Someone's gonna buy it and reopen it. It's it's not gonna be dead, is it? Well, but they're not. uh, No, because I don't think they're selling it. I think the owners are re refashioning it into storefronts and apartments and stuff. No, I think so. I don't think they're selling. If you read, I think if you read the independent stuff, I don't think they're selling it. I think they're re. They're gonna. They're gonna keep the space and then refashion it. That sucks. It's deeply weird. It's weird that New Haven doesn't because Cine One Two Three Four closed, so now New Haven doesn't have a movie theater. Yeah, which hmm. seems bizarre. It also seems like an opportunity, guys. For us to pool our my no money and buy oh, a yeah. movie theater. I got a Dunkin' Donuts gift card that's half empty. <laughs> I have a bunch of Trinity gift cards from <laughs> trivia. <laughs> Buy Trinity, and we'll turn it into a movie theater. I have absolutely nothing. Yes. Hell yeah. All right, so we're doing good. We're raising money now, folks, to buy a building in New Haven. Start a Patreon, and we'll turn it into a movie theater. Hell yeah. All right, maybe I'll do that. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. All right, um, whatever. Watch movies, drink beers, watch Interstellar. Some week. Watch television, but not the Frasier reboot. 
Yeah. Fraser Reboot is bad, I'm, I'm guessing. It's bad. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to even try. Okay. You tried? Okay. I'm uh, going to try. I've not tried. So. I, we haven't known each other very long, but like my, our, my, me and my wife's wedding vows were Niles and Daphne's wedding vows. Oh, okay. So we're big like Fraser people. And so it's, this it's, hurt it's, like yeah. us, but we're also like deeply invested in like, we have to give it a shot. But the idea that they're redoing this is like disgusting. A bummer, yeah. Without all those people is like like freaking us. Yeah, has it been in like New York or Chicago or something? Didn't they move? Boston. To- oh, it's Boston. He went back to Boston. Oh, that's right. But like they, like the Freddy. All right. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. guys.